Welcome to Blooming, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings, navigating how to grow up. I'm Tessa. And I'm Britt. And we'll be your co-hosts. This week, we will be giving you our adulting wins and fails and adulting 101 resources. And we also have a very special guest joining us today to talk about having bomb brows in your 20s, as well as dealing with the unexpected impacts of cosmetic surgery. But first, Tessa, how are you? How was your week? My week has been good. I've been spending a lot of time with friends, which has been so nice, and also just getting back into the swing of the work and post-holiday life, which has been the opposite of nice, but I've survived. I also finally watched Bridgerton, and oh my gosh, it was so good. I think I'm going to watch it for a second time, like just because. I've actually been thinking the same. Yeah, I feel like I need to do it a second round just to like appreciate it even more. Like pick up on all the little yes, things. Yes, but can we just take a minute to appreciate the Duke? I feel like we need a moment of silence <sighs> for the Duke. A hot minute, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for that recommendation. That was a good one. You are so welcome. Um, I also just want to say before we get into this chat that you're all welcome from me because I stopped Brit from calling the Blooming community bloomers this week <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't think about it I just thought bloomers was a cute thing you know You're like trying to give everyone a pet name <laughs> and you name them after underwear <laughs> Tessa sent me this like google screenshot of like you know well kind of Bridgerton era like bloomers and I was like oh yeah Okay, like, this is the first mental thing image <laughs> came to mind I don't want people to think that this is what we're calling them so we went with buds instead yeah you can be our buddies our buddies our pals <laughs> little flower buds yes but anyway how was your week well actually before I get into my week I also would like to address something I don't know if any of our listeners have picked up on this yet but you can always tell who's edited the episode because of who is like thrown under the bus with some horrendous outtakes like at the very end of the episode um so like after the music has finished I mean I can't complain because I definitely <laughs> started did. this I brought this upon myself um my first time editing I snuck a little clip in to see if Tessa like just to test her like to see if she listened to the whole way of the end of the it was me at the end as well <laughs> well (laughs) but yes I just want to apologize to any listeners who do make it all the way to the end um and yeah whose ears have to endure like me cackling or our terrible singing I was actually like talking to my friends about it this week to see if anyone had listened all the way to the end and no one did but I feel like come on I definitely throw myself under the bus (laughs) as well like I have absolutely no shame not only do I include me stuffing up at the end of the episodes that I edit but also I feel like I make much bigger of a fool out of myself than you do out of yourself. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I rarely mess up. So you just oh, don't okay. have much material to work with. <laughs> You're so perfect. Definitely not true. <laughs> but anyway, um, my week was good. Um, I actually discovered something. Um, so ever since we moved into our new house, um, I've been finding myself craving like um, crisps, like potato crisps, like all the time. Um, I love how you're saying that that's ever since you moved in. Like I've spent my entire life craving all forms of potato. (laughs) That's not something recent. I came out of the womb thinking that. No, yeah, I agree. I do love potato. I could probably live off potato for the rest of my life. If I had to choose one thing to live off for the rest of my life, it would 100% be potato. We're so healthy. (laughs) Um, No, but there's there's been a few times where I have sworn I could smell hash browns and I was like, 
what neighbor is cooking that many hash browns that I can smell them this strong and for this long? They're just having a hash brown party. Like, <laughs> can it, you and please invite me over? <laughs> um, but I noticed this more in the days that I've been at home during the day because of the Brisbane lockdown and just like on weekends and stuff because um, we haven't really been doing much. Um, but yeah, I realized my discovery was that we live near a chip factory. Oh my gosh, that's a dream. <laughs> no, because I like I don't know if it's an asset or a liability to live in an area because it smells delicious, but I'm finding myself like succumbing to purchasing snacks all the time in order to satisfy my cravings. Yeah, you're right. That would be so tempting. I'm like drooling just thinking about it. <laughs> like a nice, you know, original oh, don't. oily okay, packet of crisps. Are you? This is a serious oh, you're question. Ask me what flavor? No, not for, not what flavor. But I am interested in that. I want to know <laughs> if you're a crinkle cut or a, like a thinly oh. cut. Okay. To answer this, I think it does depend on the flavor, though. Okay. For original, I'm definitely crinkle cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for those random like red rock deli flavors and stuff, like I really like that they're thin. Fair, fair. What's what about you? I think that's like a pretty good explanation of yeah. it. But I'm if pretty I had experienced to choose, with potato, to be honest, and crisps. <laughs> if I had to choose, I would go a crinkle cut. Yeah. But um, yeah, like even like a honey soy, I would do a crinkle cut still as well. Okay, wait. What's your favorite flavor? Um, so basic. It's just plain, like original. Yeah, yeah. original salt. Give me all of the salt. Mm. What is yours? I actually feel like I'm salt and vinegar. Anyway, I feel like okay, we're wait, speed dating. Tangent. <laughs> I also just got back from a weekend away with my partner that we originally booked probably early last year for our anniversary. And I'm glad we finally got there. With all the house stuff and running around after Nala, we haven't really spent any time together just like just us a little romantic <laughs> yeah, day which was really nice um but we did oh, of course find ourselves missing our little girl did you have like mum guilt yeah well my um so Lockie's sister was house sitting for us and well dog sitting and she I was like you need to send me photos every day <laughs> I need updates every hour <laughs> also I just want to say the accommodation at this um Airbnb was a little treehouse eco resort um and it was really wholesome and would so recommend I think it was actually you Tessa that it was recommended it to me yeah so we'll put the link to that in the episode notes if you're looking for a little treehouse getaway it is like small but it's so cute and it's like literally a treehouse and the bed is so yeah comfortable I will just say though like we didn't have the best weather and the shower is like kind of half outdoor so it was a little bit too cold for that Mm, maybe maybe a summer yeah definitely a summer one Now it's time for our adulting wins and adulting fails from the week. Tessa, win or fail for you? My adulting fail, yes, you heard correctly, (laughs) fail this week, is really basic but I also think is really relatable. Um, It's my mountain of hand washing that hasn't been done. (laughs) So I strongly dislike hand washing. I'm not going to say hate because that's a very strong word. I'm going to say strongly dislike hand washing. Throw it out there. (laughs) I hate hand washing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I always let it build up and then all of a sudden I've got a huge pile of it and then like I've had a few instances recently where people have wanted to borrow clothes of mine and I'm like, like 
nah, it's not been washed yet. And they're like, oh, well, I'll wash it. And they've had to wash it before they wear it. But I mean, if you're wearing my clothes, that's the least you can do, right? Um, but yeah, so in my defense, the clothing line, like the clothesline in my house has been down for a few weeks because of renovations. So I'm blaming it on that. And then I keep going to wear things and then realizing... <laughs> They're in the wash. <laughs> in the wash. It's really bad. I need to get on top of it. You're going to have no clothes left soon. Maybe I should make this like to hold me accountable that next week I'm going to come to you with zero hand washing I'll left to do. I'll check in with you next week. <laughs> um, but how about you? What did you have? Win or fail? Well, I'm actually going to dob someone else in this week. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Um, I have a fail from my partner, Lockie. Does he know that you're dobbing you No. <laughs> Surprise. Hi, <laughs> Lockie, if you're listening. And if you're not, then that's your own fault yeah he's definitely not listening (laughs) (laughs) look you have to up your boyfriend game he'll never know that's why I'm allowed to dub him (laughs) in because he'll never know um but yeah it's funny because I just told you we had a nice weekend together and now I'm just gonna throw him under the bus um but basically we were transitioning Nala surprise she's in the conversation (laughs) um to a new kibble like dog food and I explained the process to him so like you have to like slowly transition your dog from one food to the other. Okay. Um, and I laid it out to him. I gave him instructions and then he fed her one morning and was like, oh, there wasn't much left of the first food. So I just thought we'd finish it off. Okay. Dog mum rookie here. What is first food? Or oh. is that just like the other? Yeah. So I, you have to start with like a quarter of the new food and three quarters of the old food or something. And then yeah. we were up to 50, 50, um, And then he went and gave her 90% pretty much like all of the old food in one sitting and then went back. So we had to go back to like 100% of the new food and her stomach was just like, nope. And so now she's had the runs and the poor little thing. Yeah. And so we've we've put her on a diet of like a gourmet, a very gourmet diet of chicken, rice and veg. Sounds like she's shredding. I know. (laughs) Ross hunting. She's not complaining. <laughs> She's not complaining. It's like a very gourmet diet. Um, but yes, so it's kind of like his fail that's impacted me <laughs> and like made my week a bit of a fail. But I feel like we should give a shameless shout out to Nala's Instagram account so people can follow along with her journey because I feel like you're just like giving people little snippets so much about her life. Well, they're probably getting really invested, right? Well, yeah, why not? It's um, at bad girl Nala, you know, like bad girl Ruby, like Rihanna's. (laughs) We'll put it in the episode notes so you can go and check her a follow. This week, we are talking to Gab Blake from Glamour Artistry Beauty. She may sound familiar. Tessa mentioned her a few episodes ago because she just had her brows done with Gabby. So I actually went to primary school and high school with Gabby. So you could say we go way back. And um, since graduating, we've stayed in touch. And she's also the person who does my brows and finally convinced me to dye my eyebrows. And yes, it took her years. <laughs> um, Gabby started her business or her brow business, Glamour Artistry Beauty, in 2016 when she was only 21. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And ever since, she's gone from strength to strength. At a similar age, Gabby also opted to get a breast augmentation and later had an explant having these implants removed. We're going to let Gabby talk to that and her experiences within it. Gabby was super animated during this chat and we were so excited to have her on as our guest. So you may hear some background noise, which is just us being overexcited. 
We love chatting with Gabby and we can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Welcome, Gabby. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Leg good. <laughs> are you ready to jump into some questions? Sure am. Well, so we're going to start off with our first question we ask all of our guests. What is an adulting win or adulting fail from your week? I just want to say before we jumped on Mike, she said that she didn't have any fails because she's perfection. <laughs> she's an overachiever apparently. No. Just, Throw Gabby under the bus yeah, with her first question. <laughs> she's like, oh, cocky and confident. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I just live week by week and things happen. Work's just busy at the moment. So I haven't really had a chance to fail. <laughs> legit. I don't like eat, sleep, work, or hate. That's about it. But um, no, for me, I've had a win. Like nice. the last two weeks, actually, like over, yeah, as I said, over the past what couple months has been hectic with work and I lost like all routine, physical activity, everything. Mm. It was just work, work, work. So now I am boxing again. Oh my Yay. gosh, Yay. another boxer. I feel like that's it, becoming a trend of the potty. Well, I always get told my acupuncturist is always like, you're a little angry human. You need to <laughs> release, that, release that anger. So yeah, I do PT now at Beatboxing at Morningside. Um, love it there. Oh, I'm a local. Maybe I should yeah, try it out. Yeah, they're great. I, yeah, I wouldn't do classes. I get really intimidated at the start so I was like stuff it we'll start with PT but I'm getting there so I'm happy that my routine slowly like I mean slowly (laughs) it'll get better but as Tessa probably knows I used to train six days a week and then it just fell she's a machine COVID happened and no I'm a bit like that as well I think I mentioned on an earlier episode I have a pancake but at current so I feel you yeah need to get that (laughs) what a problem get that peach going Okay, so firstly, we're going to jump into all things brows. Okay. So, Yabby, tell us a bit about your career prior to starting Glamour Artistry Beauty. So beforehand, I worked for a really popular company, not going to name names. Um, Yeah, I worked there for two years. I was managing in four weeks. Um, Which is wild and impressive. Yeah, I was 18. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a baby. (laughs) I know. But, um... Yeah, no. So I started there and then worked there for two years, worked my little ass off and then um, kind of learnt the ins and outs of a company yeah, while working Yeah, well, I mean, being a manager so young. And trying to figure out why I wasn't getting paid <laughs> as much as I work. And, yeah, so then... I went on and did my own thing. No. Yeah, so she's like worked out of, like you worked out of home. So I started off, yeah, started off my, from my parents' front room. Thanks, mum and dad. <laughs> um, I did that for a couple months and then my parents were like, we're selling the house and kicked me out. So I had to um, move into Woolongabba. Is that when you yeah, started a, seeing me? No, I saw you at your parents' house, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I moved to an apartment worked from there that was a nightmare trying to get clients up and down it was just awful then I found a place to sublease in Morningside and then through COVID I found this little spot and popped up yeah yeah and so this this one is like your actual own salon you're the only one who works out of it yeah like yeah that's your little baby that's my baby that is so amazing. Mm. Can you talk us through this, the decision to make such a big jump? I'm sure it, that would have taken a lot of courage to open your own salon. Yeah, look, it wasn't really. Well, COVID really, let's be honest, fucked up everyone. Um, and <laughs> First, yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. 
But it did. It was terrifying. When you get told that you're shutting for eight weeks, you freak out. Mm, yeah, and then, well, that's like a huge thing for anyone. But if oh, you're a business owner, a small business owner in particular. And, I'm the, like, and I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't um, meant to get the JobKeeper stuff. So that was pretty stressful because I was, yeah. How am I going to stay afloat? <laughs> Legit bills, yeah. everything. Yeah. And, yeah, but, um, oh, gosh, it was just my f- uh, one of my friends that I train, well, used to train with at Fitstop, they own um, the cafe next door to where I'm currently yeah, at. Yeah, right. And he messaged me halfway through going, let's jump in. It's time, Gabby. Like, grow some balls. Wow. Let's do it. And then he's, yeah, love him, but he's a pushy person. So <laughs> There was, oh, was no saying you're not pushy <laughs> at all. <laughs> but no, so I was like, you know what? I have savings. I was meant to go to Croatia and instead of like... That's not happening anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> anytime soon. I was like, I'll put all my savings into this baby, which ended up being a lot more than I actually thought. But yeah. got there in the end and, yeah, it's shocked me. It's been hectic. It's been <laughs> yeah. a really long, like, it's been, well, I think it's 25 weeks now that I've been in the salon and I have not stopped. Like straight, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. That's awesome that you've had 25 weeks straight clients though. Yeah, but that's I like I have flyers in my drawer and I haven't even touched them because wow. being you next, haven't needed them. Word of advice if you want to open a shop, open it next to a cafe. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> You're also near a school, hey, so people will be driving yeah, past they drive all up the and down. time. Yeah, it's yeah. so traffic handy. And yeah. yeah. I feel like location is such a yeah. key thing. And I've always like I part like in the past I worked at Belimba. So all my old clients are finding me again. Yeah, right. So that's like soz but to the other company, but hmm, they love me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help the skills. <laughs> yeah. So had it always been a dream of yours to run your own salon? Like where did it get to? No. That decision? Like, it, like I just wanted to make money. Um, there's bad as that sounds no but it was I think never that's really relatable for 20 something like, like just yeah. trying to get never. ahead yeah that's it like I was just like oh well because I started my business at such a young age mm. I missed out on yeah. all the whole going out and everything like as my friend likes to say the boring Gabby stage in mm. life yeah Thanks, so it's like a bit Hannah. of sacrifice yeah <laughs> legit yeah but that's what I mean like either waste your money or you buy something for your business yeah it's just it doesn't yeah and I just loved money let's be honest it's fun it's great money driven is good though like yeah you're really ambitious yeah and I feel like as well it was quite a different path for you to take this is not a question that we brief Gabby on so I'm gonna say (laughs) just like throwing a curveball at you but um it's like a different path to what our high school expected like it was not the traditional path we went to like a high school that we were all expected to go straight from school to uni to working yeah. and you, like, just went on a completely different path, which I is, honestly, like, incredible. But I had no idea. Like, yeah. when I finished school, I was, like, I remember sitting in my kitchen with mum and mum's, like, come on. Like, if you're not going to travel, what are you going to study? And I was, like, uh-huh. I like, There's got to be something you're interested in. I legit said, I was, like, I like makeup. That'll do. So mm-hmm. we went to a beauty school. Yeah. And then they were, like, no, if you want to get paid more, study the diploma of like in beauty therapy and then do the makeup on top of it. And I just went, all right. Did that. Mm-hmm. Hate makeup. Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse than other than doing makeup. Like, just formals stress me out. And I feel like in the beauty industry... I hate how there's chicks who are like jack of all trades. No, no, no. 
you're either good at one thing or the other. I'm great at brows. Yes, I am. <laughs> but then I can't do lash extensions for the life of me. Yeah. Like stick to you what Your you niche. know. No offence, like Ella Bache's and all of that. They're just like, you're not going to go in and get an awesome brow out of a chick that does everything. Yeah. Because she's not focused on it. She's got a time limit to pump out stuff, like to make... Yeah, well, I feel like yeah. that's one of the reasons that, like, I can trust you so much with my brows because I am not very good at I have trust issues. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hair, brows, like, <laughs> everything, everything. <laughs> but, like, I know that, like, this is what you do. This is what yeah. you, like, you stare at brows all day, yeah. every day. And so, like, if anyone, like, I just don't think that you're going to screw them up because it's just yeah. what you do. Gabby, don't <laughs> look at my brows. I'm just having this conversation. I'm like, please don't look at my brows. They're so overdue. That's what I do the first thing. I love it when people say that, but I'm, like, already done. The first second I saw you, I was like, shit. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> But you've had yours tattooed, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they look fine. I don't know what, like... Oh. I love that don't you look too close. she'd had them tattooed because I think they look really natural. I wouldn't but have guessed it. have you had them done recent? No. Oh. That's like they've faded a lot. I just... Um, no, because I don't, like, the last time when you guys took photos at the shop, I didn't yeah. see, like, I don't... Yeah, maybe. Didn't mainly notice it. Mm-mm. That's good. I mean, that's good for me. But, but yes, it, they're very overdue. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, as in like a tidy up or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know how yeah, you yeah. get touch-ups. Yeah. Um, I just don't have the money for it at the moment. Yeah, I'm poor. <laughs> Saving. I heard you bought a house. Yeah. Right <laughs> um, okay, so how did you navigate moving from being an employee in mm. the brow industry to like being your own boss and running your business? Well... Hmm. When I was working there, I was pretty much doing it. I was doing like telling them what to buy with stock, how much I needed and then everything like that. So it's just I kind of picked it up. Yeah. My dad owns his business. Um, My brother owns his own business. Yeah. Watching them do their thing. And I'm like, well, it couldn't be too bloody hard. Yeah. Mm. So you seemed pretty experienced in it already. Yeah, exactly. Like I used to do my dad's like myob accounts and everything like that. So it's just, yeah, you got to You learn by doing it. I want cash. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted money. I was like, dad, pay me and I'll do it. Like, yeah. So do you ever miss the um, atmosphere of working with a lot of people? I guess you have clients. So it's like, yeah, not one bit. The atmosphere and everything. My clients are like legit. I have what? 300 and 50 clients now. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. (laughs) And yeah, it's like catching up with them. It's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much going to coffee with a friend every half an hour. Yeah, that's nice. So it's, yeah, every my social anxiety that kills me. That would be exhausting. It is, but the thing (laughs) is, so much social energy. Some days it is so full on because I feel like it's always at once. Like you'll have, like, sorry to damper on this um, podcast, but it goes from like, someone's died and then you'll have someone who's got cancer but it's the same day like Mm, it's just a hectic day of sads and I go home and cry mum's like what and I was like oh my god this is what happened today yeah and it's just like even I've had a client pass away before Mm. that baroque my heart because they're like your friends my heart is like that was really upsetting for me yeah of course it is because you've had relationships with these people and they're like like, your friends and and that was like yeah that was like I found out, I think it was like two years ago, two years ago, like Christmas or New Year's or mm. something like that. And I just pulled over my car and I was like, was about to go out and I just drove home yeah. and just cried to mum. I was like, this is just too much. Completely understandable because, I mean, I know when I go to a beauty appointment or whatever, 
I talk to my whatever beauty yeah. therapist, whatever for whatever you know, eyebrows, I legit, hair. Yeah, I we're legit, talking the whole time. I know everything. They it's like know a everything. I, the thing is, <laughs> I know things like I know when a guy's about to get like divorced mm. because his wife's already told me, which it's is like fine. Therapy. Like, yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah. I always, mum's like, always like, you need to study that so you can mm. charge more. I'm like, oh my god, mum. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be an interesting business concept. Yeah, so therapy doing and brows. brows. <laughs> yeah. I'd make millions. But I feel like it, like, shows just how much you care about each and every yeah. one of your but I clients. Do, but I do, though. Like, yeah. everyone's always like, oh, it's just, like, beauty. And I'm like, no, I actually am a part of, like, some of my closest friends started off as my clients. Mm, yeah. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah. but I also feel like, as well, it does not at all surprise me, like, knowing you from such a young age that you're your own boss. Like, I feel like you've always been really headstrong and, like, know what you want and, like, go for it. And that's exactly what you've done. So, like, it does not surprise me. I think that is definitely something interesting a lot of people wouldn't, you know, consider when they're in those appointments that everything they're saying could... But- be impacting like the beauty therapist but that's but, like but that's what I love what I do because mm. people are comfortable with me yeah yeah like but also that's what you want you want people to be comfortable but that's what with brings you. me clients yeah. yeah like you would hate to go into appointment some bitchy ass beauty therapist and there are some out there yeah. and they're just like get on the table let's wax this and get out <laughs> spread the legs yeah legit <laughs> all fours yeah whatever but no, pull apart the yeah. bum cheeks <laughs> But that's what I mean. You want to be comfortable. You can't You need just... to build trust. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that was a bit of a somber turn in the conversation. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> that's okay. But let's move on to something more positive. What has been the biggest highlight you've had since starting Glamour Artistry Beauty? Well, look, I've had, I've had two. One that I was really honoured about. Um, I got invited back to my school. That was awesome because my teacher... TK wanted me mm-hmm. to um, show that you don't have to do an OP to be successful. Well, that's really interesting because of what you said earlier about original. Like oh, when you were in school, it wasn't the they, path yeah. that they they pushed it. Yeah. Mm. Well, like I wouldn't have even thought of like that as was an option. But that's what I mean. The only reason mm. I knew it was an option is because my brother stressed so much through doing an OP that my parents are like, oh, "You're not going to handle that." Yeah. And I was never at school. I was doing sport. Because I was like, I have no idea what I want to be. Why am I going to sit in a book? And, like, I knew I wasn't going to go to uni. I knew that. That's good, though, that you could identify and, like, roll with that. As much as they didn't want me to. Oh, they, yeah. That would have been such an honour, though, to be invited back. um, It was so nerve-wracking. And feel really successful, yeah, and that they recognise that. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I think, like, that is a really mature, like, decision to make at such a young age. Yeah. And you didn't waste your time doing something that you didn't like either. Yeah, exactly. Or money. And you would have inspired now some young girls that are going through school. Yeah. Yeah, think of a different path. That was highlight number one. You said it was number one. Oh, yeah, and opening my baby. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was um, once you were pushed into it. Yeah, like look, (laughs) fuck, I'm pretty proud of myself. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like it's just yeah, you should be. Yeah, Yeah. it's huge, and the space is, is so beautiful. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't have like. Everyone's like, oh, it's amazing, amazing. I was like, no, nah. and not until I get that shop mm. will I feel like this is success. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but it just always felt like I was like, eh, it's semi-okay. Like, like I'm doing I'm well. I'm doing but... well, but it's not a shop. And now I'm like, here's my shop, bitches. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. But and yeah. it's yours. It's yeah. mine. 
Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I think we did say in a previous episode, but that was where we took a bunch of the blooming photos. So yes. you'll be able to tell. It's mm-hmm. very obvious on our feed <laughs> where which of the pretty space. Um but okay, I have a question I've been dying to ask you. Yeah. What is like the most common brow blunder that you see with clients? Over plucking. Okay. Like it's like the like clients who just can't leave the tweezers alone <laughs> like you see me for a reason like they come in every three to four weeks or oh that's pretty regular four yeah. to six and they're still tweezing in between and I'm like put them down it's my job <laughs> like they'll be like oh I tweezed last week I'm like you knew you were coming in why why are we attacking them now <laughs> but yeah no it makes no sense just put the freaking tweezers down do you, is it hard to fix then, like overplucking? Like, what do you do? Because you have to just wait for them to grow out, right? Well, through COVID, yeah, everyone <laughs> got onto the tweezers. And I, I didn't. was like, you didn't trust you. Good guess. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't <laughs> trust wouldn't yourself. Dare. I wouldn't. I would completely destroy all the hard but that's work. That's what I mean. I get so upset because it's like it's like my artwork, and then someone <laughs> comes in. One, their eyebrows are like two shades too dark because oh, they've got, are they tinting as well? They're getting that. It's like the hundred thousands I think kit it's at thousands hour. hour something. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I haven't and heard it, of that. And it comes in dark. It's like black or just dark brown, and I'm like, no one also like all my blondes were getting the dark brown. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's put it down and just leave it. Like, no, you can't see anyone. You're in lockdown. Stay home. Put the tweezers down. It's just yes. so frustrating. <laughs> and they know if they listen to this, they know exactly who they are. <laughs> Run us through your brow routine then. My brow routine. Your brow routine. And you, what's your favourite brow product? All I do in the mornings is brush my product through. So I have a brow, I hate saying it because people think you're washing your eyebrows. It's a brow soap, but I, I call like it. I think it's pretty well known now though that brow <laughs> now soap's it is. a thing. Yeah. I have um, it in my eyebrows right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, lovely. Same. <laughs> so, okay. So is that, yeah, I'm the odd one out again, yeah. but is that your fave product then? Brow soap? No, it's not. Oh. Like I love it. Yeah. Like I love it, but not everyone, like it's like the step. Like there's steps with eyebrows, oh, okay. so you got to do. Your- also, that's your first step. No, this your is routine. it. No, for me. So <laughs> well, for her, because she just can dye them every two yeah, seconds, exactly. and she's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get. I have a whole range of. You're not helping any of our listeners now. I know. <laughs> but like, if I didn't have all my stuff that I have at work, I would. Um, yeah, usually it's either I always have a brow gel or a brow soap. Gabby's brow soap is the only one that I've ever used that actually keeps my long as eyebrow hairs in control. Yeah. Mm, my eyebrow hairs are so long. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with they that. Have... And I always get just like a rogue one or two yeah. that pop up. Like, I don't know about that. Do you know what I realized on the weekend? You know how I told you I keep getting ones that come like come yeah, down yeah. even when they're set? It's that if I have mascara on, my if I look up, my eyelashes pull Catch them oh, down. That's what's happening. <laughs> I can I was, see this in action right now. Yeah, I like pull them down, and I oh my I gosh. finally figured it out. So now I just have to never look up ever again. again yeah, <laughs> is that like hooded? No, is it hooded eyes? Or um, something? maybe I just have really long eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, oh, problems, long eyelashes. What a shame. <laughs> no, maybe I just have really small eyelids. I'm not sure, but, but that's no, what happens. Yeah. Um, favorite product wise, there's so many products out there, and I have clients who always ask me, and I'm like. I'm not a makeup person, like I said before. That's not. I'm not a jack of all trades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to Mecca. Try everything. Mm-hmm. See what suits you. I'll tell you which kind of product. Like if I want you to do a powder, a crayon, or one of the like, um, I think it's Stiller. 
a pencil. It's not a pencil. It's like a... Um, it's oh. like a gel in a kind of pencil thing, isn't it? Guys, shut up. Oh. Let me explain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to tell her. It looks... it's, like, it's like a felt tip pen. Oh. But it's like... It's not... So it's like a liquid liner. It's like a tip, like a felt uh. tip pen. And you just like do little feather strokes. And I used to use that in my gaps and now I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. So I just all I – but I all I do is brush through my brow soap. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay, so you know how you said like the different types of yeah. products? Mm. Do different types suit different brow types? A hundred percent. But some people are like – kind of gifted and can suit it all, e.g. me. Um, <laughs> but, like, with other clients, it's like you can tell their skin's quite oily. A okay. powder would be best suited for them. But, okay, wait. Mm. Hands up. I'm I'm oily. Yeah, but your brows are tattooed, so why are we drawing them on? if I'm, like, for an oily skin type, what yeah. would you recommend? So powder. I would, I'd probably go a powder, but more or even the, like, the felt tip pen that I was talking yeah. about, just because it actually sticks to your skin. Yeah. Okay. If you're to use a crayon, a crayon's going to be so much harder to yeah. even apply. And so if you're dry skin type? Dry skin, you can probably go for whatever you want, except, again, crayon. I, I, look, crayons are not my number one. Yeah. I prefer Abby doesn't crayon like crayon. in my eyes right now. My eyebrows? Hourglass. Yeah. Hourglass is not a bad product to buy. That's probably the only crayon I'd ever recommend. Okay, so to wrap the brow segment, can you give our listeners any tips about doing their brows apart from leaving the tweezers the hell alone? Come see me. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, it depends what everyone wants done. Like, Yeah. yeah, if you want to grow them out and you've had a bad experience, leave them. Mm. Like, you need to grow them out. We need to see how much hair is there for me to actually play with and then book an appointment. (laughs) You can book in online by using the (laughs) We'll put the booking link in our bio. Shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah, but no. But, yeah, it's just everyone, each individual. Yeah. Like if someone wants help, hit me up like on my DMs and I'll try we'll to help you out. We'll definitely link yeah. Gabby's Glamour Artistry Beauty um, page and website in our show notes so you can go check her out and book in for your yeah. next brow appointment. Please do. Okay, moving on to breast implants and in particular breast implant illness, which is defined by breastcancer.org as a term that some women and doctors use to refer to a wide range of symptoms that can develop after undergoing reconstruction or cosmetic augmentation with breast implants. It's also known as BII and can occur with any type of breast implant. BII is not currently recognized as an official medical diagnosis. It is unfortunately poorly understood and hasn't been studied much as such a unique condition. Gabby, talk to us about why you initially decided to get a breast augmentation. Was it something you'd been thinking about for a really long time? Um, Getting really personal. Yeah, now. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to find out all the insecurities. <laughs> oh. I was like a 20-something-year-old. Um, No, I I don't know. Everyone in my family has boobs. Mum has. Naturally. Like, Not naturally. Yeah. Everyone has, like, big titties. And I was just like, where are mine? <laughs> like, did like I, I got When am I coming? Straw. Yeah, <laughs> legit. I definitely got. But I just always thought, and, like, I hate to say it now, but in my head when I was younger and you'd see magazines and everything, big boobs made, well, in my head was like, well, would make me feel more uh, like a woman. Like feminine. Yeah, more feminine. Yeah, mm. it's just... I don't know, it it wasn't like I had a boyfriend at the time, so I don't believe, like I'm trying to think back of what was going on in my head. So yeah. I don't think it was anything to do with like, not that I want attention or anything like that, but I just think that in my head to be beautiful, mm. in inverted in commas, <laughs> um, you needed to have, 
you know. Well, all the women curves. around you when you were brought up yeah. had boobs. Everyone, yeah, everyone mm. around me had boobs and I was just like, well, mm. It's so interesting because you come across as like such a confident person. Ha-ha, <laughs> little so, like, did you know. Yeah, well, it just like shows that no matter how confident people come across, like they, they always have insecurities. Yeah. And But no, so. as soon as I put it in my head, like even mum was like, as much as, sorry, mum, putting you on the bus. <laughs> she was like, yeah, stuff it, get them. Like, you know, yeah. why not? Did not think anything about it, just about titties. Yeah. So did you do much research? No, not yeah. at all. Okay. I legit went in, I think I went in in August, just after my birthday. So I went in. To see it, like, see a surgeon? Yeah, had a consult and everything, mm. you know, and the next one wasn't until next year, but they had a cancellation. Oh, okay. So it got In September. Oh, oh so my gosh, a month. So a month later. later. Four weeks after, me- yeah, mm, idiot. That's oh. really soon to be making such, such a, a big, big decision. decision. You probably thought when you went to the consult and they said, oh, well, it's not till next year that you had some time in case you changed your mind. Exactly, but no, it was four weeks. Mm. And I remember that because I was just like mum's looking at me going, well, and then when we we're discussing sizes and everything, he kept saying to me, go big or go home. Oh, interesting. Mm, every girl, he also said that every girl always chooses to go bigger. So putting that in my head, I'm already tired. I'm 5'1". Yeah. yeah. Just five two if I'm lucky. Yeah. Imagine putting yeah, we'll get to the sizing later. But mm. yeah, it's just mm. Yeah, I think it's sad you had to go through that experience with the surgeon because that's not what the process is supposed to be. Um, I know a few people who have had implants and also have implants myself and that was not at all my experience. Um, My surgeon was really supportive and actually said that based on my measurements and body type that she wouldn't allow me to go above a certain CC because it wouldn't look natural but also like could have negative impacts on my body ending in potentially back issues. So you're talking about the surgeon. Did you go to a cosmetic or plastic surgeon? Plastic. Okay. Yeah. Big difference between two. Hey, yeah, yeah there's – um. Oh. I haven't read so much about this in so long. Not I did some research. I was like, yeah, please enlighten me because, yeah, I was like, please tell me this research. Yeah, so the – well, it's it's kind of like – I'm trying to think of a comparison, but like the cosmetic surgeon so, is yeah, maybe I, only one or two years and then the other one to be a plastic surgeon, you have to learn all of the, the types of – Plastic procedures. So you're just more experienced before you actually start practicing. So I actually made a promise to my dad before I got them done and he said they have to be done properly. Yeah. You're not going overseas. You're not doing anything. So I did go Mm. somewhere in Brisbane. Mm. I did get them done here. I did it all right. I paid over 10K for them Mm. and I thought I was doing all the right things and, yeah. Okay, so you thought you were doing all the right things. Mm. When did you first feel like something wasn't quite right? How long post-surgery? Because that was quite a while between when you had them in and had them out, right? It was four years. Yeah, right. So I noticed probably about six months in. That quick? That quick. I was noticing my attitude change. Even mum, yeah, she can say this. I was a bitch. Like my (laughs) attitude was like, and I was just depressed. Everything would piss Mm. me off and everything, yeah, everything would just irritate the shit out of me. But that's me 95% of the time, but this was like amped up. Mm. Um, Then I started getting gut issues. But then later did I find out that that was actually, well, I thought was actually from a, I had a parasite in my stomach for two years. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I this had, is a rough time oh, for you. It was two years of hell. Like I was so sick and, that, and it really upsets me because not many people 
Like, as I said, remember, how, like, earlier I said, oh, that was the boring Gabby stage. I was legit locked in my house because I was too scared to leave because every time I would eat. So imagine getting food poisoning yeah. straight away. Mm. So it would be like I'd eat out at dinner with friends and leave. Like, mm. I would not stay for chats. I wouldn't – I couldn't drink and because I'd just either vomit or, yeah, have the other end fun. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it was awful. Like, I – and that's when and that's when I thought it was ha- great, awesome. It's a parasite. You're yeah. like, I can get rid of this. I can it's get rid fine. of it. Done. Problem like, solved. Yeah, trying to heal my gut. So after I did multiple antibiotics and everything to get rid of the parasite, it still happened. So I went under, yeah, I'd had four colonoscopies in two years and endoscopies to try to figure out what the hell was going on with my gut. And then, yeah, I listened to a podcast and and they were talking about breast implant illness how did i come across yeah there was um wasn't it a facebook group as well yeah so first of yeah, the way i found out about it i was listening to a podcast and all i saw was boobies like all like breasts and i was like oh my god love this like oh, of course i want to talk about boobs who doesn't yeah. and then they started talking about bii and i was like and she was listing her symptoms and i was at work i remember this and i just started bawling my eyes out at work and i was like because it like clicked it all clicked mm-hmm. it was legit me every single detail that she said it was me um and then I ran home and that on the podcast it said watch uh, Carissa Pukas I think is that how you say her name yep. and she had a um YouTube video about it 40 minutes long I sat on the couch mum came home from work me bawling my eyes out and she's like what I said I'm getting my boobs out and then I made her watch it and then yeah went from there I booked in the appointment and got them out. So it was mainly the change in your like personality and attitude no. and the gut issues, or were there other things as well? Um, I really, I got sick all the time. Yeah, so like low if, immunity. Oh, so bad. So I'd have a client come in with a, like a little sniffle, which usually, well, now these days you can't do that. But yeah, back then, if someone would come in with a little sniffle, they confide it. Me, I'd be in bed for two weeks. Yeah, yeah so I got, e- like knocked to. The- yeah, I even got my tonsils out before I got my implants out. Like I tried everything. Mm. to try figure it out before hearing that podcast and it was just like alarm bells and I'm like and I didn't look you always see girls after they get their implants done boost of confidence Mm -hmm. loving themselves sick I think I was like that for legit six months love my boobs then I hid them no Mm. one actually there's so many people who actually did not know I had implants they just thought I lost a lot of weight after I got them Come out. out they're like wow you've lost weight and I'm like <laughs> little did you know yeah because I always wore high neck things I even like little things like um around my family I wouldn't wear bikinis I'd right. always cover up if I was wearing a low top uh, yeah quite low cut top um around my brother or anything I'd feel really insecure and I'd have to cover up so you went from being like super confident about them thinking this was going to make you really confident yeah. to being like the complete opposite I've had random chicks walk up to me in bars and just grab my tits and going are they real oh my gosh what without even a like g'day when you had the implants mm. right just walked up grabbed them and me being drunk going woo boobs so but- was the hiding them to do with you having negative sentiments towards them? Yeah. Like it, it because wasn't, of how you were just they were, feeling? Like, or? look, they were huge. Yeah. Mm. They were so fucking annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel sorry for anyone with, like, huge. Like, I'm not talking, like, like your C's or your, like, even a D. E was massive. Mm. So hands out, like, hands How do you oh. even find 
bra like was it hard finding bras I never wore them yeah right yeah of course well because yeah yeah but then in the end I had to because they were so heavy I needed support because do you not have to wear bras if you have breast implants sorry I've got like an itty bitty titty committee person over here so I don't know anything (laughs) they're like perky as shit right like yeah it's it look it's great but I don't wear bras now either because I don't give a fuck so (laughs) I don't think I've like ever really been into bras yeah look yeah I'm like why like it's kind of a thing now it's like yeah the only bras I wear are the ones with zero wire yeah because 100 oh cotton on body they have like the most minimal wire and I'm like you yeah I think that's what I'm wearing right now they're they're just oh but do you have padding I don't even wear padding I like yeah I'm but I also have no boobs so I don't have to wear a bra because there's nothing there I'm not not wearing (laughs) a bra now to control Yeah. yeah I mean, it's really sad that you had this experience. Now that I look back at it, and this is like totally my experience mm. and everything like that, no medical degree or anything like that, so please don't come at me. Every- yeah, well, like everyone's experience is different oh, and it's just what happened with your body. Yeah, yeah. so don't come at me, come your tits. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when you were feeling this way, mm. did you raise your concerns with your surgeon and like how did they respond? So... Hmm. This is – so I already made my decision. I didn't actually – so after I knew – So that, you found out about breast implant illness. Yeah, and then after that I actually – even mum said to me, she goes, you haven't liked them for years, so it's best we get them out anyway. So I didn't even – all I messaged them was for my before photos because they shut down. I'll get to that little. Okay, okay, wait, can I just say something? Yeah. When you say – so when you had them done, because I know people who had them done and it like – you got photographs of what your boobs would look like at no, that time. No, I didn't Did get, you get that. that. No, no, okay. So I didn't get so that. The, the photos thing. Triggered. Yeah, no, before and afters. No, I didn't get that before they were put in. No, right. So, yeah. so you had no idea what the, that big of a size was going to look like on uh-uh. your body. Also, no. I feel like when you would have got them in, you would have been quite young, and I think the technology in the like industry, cosmetic industry, has changed a lot. Like oh. I know now, there's yeah, they can vector your body and show you what the what shape is going to look, look like. like on you. Yeah. I know that's what they did for me and it really helped me choose my size and feel confident in that decision and like for you that might have impacted your decision 100%, on size. 100 yeah. like big fucking balloons. Like well, they were, didn't that used to just be like here's the implant, put it in put, your shirt. Legit, that happened and they're like see what it feels <laughs> yeah. like and I was like yeah, it and feels they look like a tit. stupid because yeah. like it's not how are you meant to figure out like yeah. yeah. It but just it, looks like you put like little mm. Um, yeah, little cushions or like yeah. something. And you, like, <laughs> you put socks in your bra. Yeah, yes. legit. Literally socks. You did that in high school. No. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Before Aiden's dances. No, I just got the Victoria's Secret adding two extra cup size bras. Oh, yes. I love those. Yes. I did not do the socks thing. Extreme push-up. So, yep. I also, the other thing I want to clarify before mm-hmm. we talk about the surgeon is did you go – is it under or over the muscle? Under. That's it, under the muscle? So I went under the muscle. I got extra high profile and a round Brazilian implant. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to like set the scene a little bit before we talked about yeah. the surgeon and getting them out. Yeah, no. Like so I actually, yeah, no, before I got them out, I didn't message him other than um, wanting my photos because I was so nervous to get them out. Yeah. So you wanted them to look like you were hoping they'd look like how they did before? Hoping so. Like yeah. I knew that obviously with age your tits drop, like let's be honest. We, yeah, gravity. <laughs> but um, so I kind of knew that, yep, they won't be as perky, but I'm hoping that they would look something like that. Because does your skin stretch as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily I'm young, so I got the benefit that of it, like, being younger. But legit, they just go back up. Because when I look at photos, when I first had them out and then when I, yeah, 
plumped mm. them back when they like six months to a year, yeah. they're definitely higher. Plus, if you do like as yeah, pec workouts or anything like that, it's always gonna you build the muscle. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So back to what is it? So my surgery, I did not actually message him until. Mm-hmm. So you didn't ask him for any advice on breast implant illness? No, I knew that I didn't because they said you need to find a specialist who knows how to take them out. To do the explant. Yeah, because not every person knows how to do it properly. Mm. Um, You have to – so when you have – when you get your implant put in, your skin – no, your body forms a barrier around it. Like a capsule? Yep, a skin capsule. Thank you. Mm. (laughs) And that – I did my research for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, that needs to come out as well. Right. So they have to make sure they get it all out because that could technically be also like contaminated or something. With me, I wanted my implants back. I was like, I want little freaking weird things to play with. Oh, you wanted to hold them? Like a souvenir. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to get a a, memory. No, but I wanted to get a photo with them afterwards and tell my story. So people are like, oh, tits, uh, photo. And then people latch to it. Unfortunately, Mine were actually dissolving in me and I had no idea. So I found out, did some research and found out that, so I got mine in, I think, 2014, 2015. And then, yeah, no, 2014, I had mine done. He was shut down. No, the manufacturer of that implant was suspended. Right. And then a year just after I had so a year after I had them done they were suspended and then a year after that they were completely shut down so when they were suspended oh they weren't actually allowed to send any of their implants anywhere because their um, lab or wherever they made the freaking things yeah was getting tested so shouldn't your surgeon have reached out to you and been like like a hey, car recall yeah no apparently they don't have to there's yeah, because that's something I did read about getting them explanted that you that's why you need to go to a specialist because if they aren't familiar with how to take them out and yeah. not rub, like not break that yeah. capsule, mm-hmm. it could leak in your body in the process of them being yeah. removed as well. But they yeah. were already dissolving. So mine were dissolving. Mm-hmm. So when I first had mine in, I got the textured ones. So they were like a little, like kind of a little, I don't want to say fluffy, but they're like a little bit Velcro-y. It's so, it, it heals Grip. quicker. Yeah, so it right. heals quicker. To and your then, body. Yeah. Think of like a gecko. It's got little, <laughs> yeah, hands. little grip hands. Yeah, so okay. it heals. All I'm thinking of is you remember those like slime hands? <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, so it heals quicker and like, yeah, it just kind of sits nicer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it started off like that. By the, when I saw photos of them when they came out, it was like the bottom of it was like paper. Like, you know, when you put paper in water. Oh, and like then mushy. Yeah, when you put paper in water and then you take it out and it chips away. Oh, my gosh, like flakes. Yeah, that was in me. Going through. So does the capsule protect you from that or not at all? Um, luckily, my cap, my skin capsule was still intact. Oh, that's so So lucky. they took it all out and that came out. Because if you want to get, it's better to have the whole capsule taken out at once. They prefer that instead of little choppy bits. Yeah. So they got all of mine out, thank God, because that would have gone through me. Body. But then again, like, look, this is my experience. Yeah. I have friends whose confidence is, like, skyrocketed from getting implants. Like, good on I have you. have no issue. And yeah. don't have any symptoms. Exactly. Or... All I'm saying is to anyone before getting them done is read about it. Yeah, do the research. Like, do research. Like, f- I, a month and then I had them. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I want tits. A month I had them. Like, don't do that. And I think, like, something as well, just again with the timing of the industry now, there's a lot more resources out there, which is amazing if you are thinking about getting cosmetic surgery. But also, like, younger girls as well, don't go getting 
boobs to like, I don't know, it's just tits aren't everything. Like I love my small boobs, but I just don't, yeah, I don't want young girls thinking that they need boobs to feel this. Yeah. So I feel like, um, but it's been like a journey for you to being loving your small boobies. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like it's still like my boobs aren't even my problem anymore. Like that's not what I think about. Like every girl I feel like with social media these days, you have an idea in your head of what you should look like. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm still learning to love my body the way it is and try not worry about, like, you know, oh, I overate that week or anything like that. And I think it's just, like, not going to lie, going to an all-girl all school was also fucking hard. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't – I think everyone has to learn to love themselves. Yeah, and maybe at such a young age not rush into the oh, decision. Oh, no way. Definitely think about it. Yeah. Like, I mm, – yeah, I, I still think I needed to have it. Like I never regret getting them done, not at all. I had an awesome couple of years with big boobs. <laughs> but I do love myself a lot more than what I did when I was 19. Yeah. Okay, so you've had the implants removed. Did you see a noticeable difference in your sy- symptoms straight away? So this is going to sound really weird. And I like when I try to describe it to people, they're like, nah, bullshit. When I woke up, well, one, I leant over to the guy and who was in recovery and told him that someone stole my tits. <laughs> Hi, as a kite, Gabby. Well, Always I mean, technically, fun. Well, someone did. did. <laughs> um, but the when I woke up the next morning after being high as a kite, I um, I could breathe better. I know that sounds weird, but I couldn't take because mine was so big. I couldn't take a full breath without them getting in the way. So that's what I noticed first, and then even. I, I always had sinus issues. I think three days afterwards, everything started to clear up again. When girls post on BII and everything like that and they're just like, oh, my God, instant. Mate, you're on drugs. You're being pumped with fluid. Of course yeah. you're going to feel tippy top. Yeah. So, yeah, you wait a couple of weeks and once I was off the drugs and everything healing, six months on, I have no gut issues. I still bloat, but that's just I have. A girl thing. I was like, yeah. A human thing. That's another episode. (laughs) But, like, yeah, so everything that was wrong is gone. Mm. That's incredible. It's honestly made such a difference. It kind of, like, I was actually driving the other day and I thought, wow, if I still had them in, I, like, yeah, I was depressed as fuck I was so sick like so yeah. sick and like my the only there's only a couple people who actually understand how sick I used to hide it so much from people 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 haven't even seen me or in that time didn't see me for two years because I was too scared to go out um but no as soon as I got them out happy, like I'm so much healthier I could actually train without dying it's just yeah it's just made like such a difference oh, yeah. it was, in your quality of life oh 100 percent. it was the best thing ever that's good that you were able to like yeah get your life I was, back but that's what recover. i mean it was terrifying like about to get them out thinking well when i got them out in your head before you're getting them out you're like what are they going to look like are they just going to be flappy pancakes like are oh, they yeah. actually going to fluff up so you're going in thinking i'm going to hate what i look like afterwards taking off those drain like taking off the bandages and the drains was the scariest day yeah. Ever, because I legit was laying down when they took out the drains and they take everything off and then they rip out the drains. And then they leave you to shower on your own. And that's the first time I took off my, like, my jumper to see what, what it was. Like. Yeah. 
and I didn't cry. I was expecting like full-blown emotions, like being so upset. I was smiling. I was so happy. I was like, oh, little itty titties, like, yay. And then, yeah, but no, it was fine. Okay, so with all that being said, what's one piece of advice you would give someone in their early 20s considering cosmetic surgery or in particular a breast augmentation? Do you, like you touched a little bit on like do your research. Do your yeah. research, 110%. Like, but also it's your journey, not anyone else's. Don't get other people's opinions. It's about you. And also, yeah, I reckon take your time to think about it before going to do it. Four weeks ain't enough. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's all we have time for. This has been so interesting and insightful. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Gabby. You're welcome. You can find Glamour Artistry Beauty on Instagram and it's, it's a bit of a complicated handle. It's at g.a.b.au. Got it. <laughs> or on Gabby's personal account, which is at Gab Blake. And we'll also link those both in our show notes. You can go and find her and give her a follow. Yeah, make sure to hit her up if you want some bomb-ass brows. Yeah, so questions about titties, more for it. <laughs> Here to help everyone out. And finally, let's talk Adulting 101, our weekly resource or recommendation that we found helpful in navigating our 20s. Britt, what have you got for me this week? This week I am recommending Beauty IQ from Adore Beauty. Well, that's one of my favourites as well. Yeah, I think we did mention it in a previous episode, but this resource has really helped me with my skin journey. So working out why TF I was breaking out or all of a sudden getting really dry skin and what products would help it. Yeah, skincare involves a lot of chemistry and for that reason it's not surprising that product labels can be really confusing for consumers. Um, It's so easy to get lost in like product labels and thinking like something will work for you but really it's just not tailored to your like skin or hair type um what works really well with their content as well is like because it's linked to an e-commerce brand so like ingredients or beauty techniques that they explain can be linked directly to like related products on their website yeah I think one point of difference that they have that's really good is that because they stock so many different brands Mm -hmm. they really have so many options as to what they can link to and different tiers like depending yeah. on what your budget is and yeah for all different types I love their content and not just the podcasts the hosts are hilarious though um they also do like website blogs and heaps of informative socials yeah, their I, content game is strong oh it's so strong yeah. and so engaging mm-hmm. I particularly like their IGTV and YouTube videos. Oh, like, I've not watched any of those. Yeah, like sometimes I start watching their YouTube videos and then somehow it's like <laughs> two hours later. That's me with TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like that. Yeah. But yeah, like their content is super engaging and they get such a diverse range of special guests and experts with like different skincare situations to break it down. Like basically everything skincare related you could possibly think of. They do like a bit of hair care as well and stuff, hey? Yeah, yeah, sorry like skincare, hair care, like anything beauty, um, which I think is particularly useful in your 20s when you're figuring out like a beauty routine that suits you and you're also like financially responsible for supporting whatever routine you do choose. This was such a hard one for me to like actually finally invest in some skincare and this is the podcast that changed me. (laughs) I was using like an $8 $2 dollar shampoo from Belize. No, I was using a Dove like $7 cleanser from grade 10 oh, until last year. It makes me shudder to think what you were using on oh, your Oh, I've Dove. probably done irreversible damage. 
Let's not think about it. Well, this is why you need Beauty IQ because they explain so many different products. Um, I definitely recommend it if you have any like skincare concerns or like if you're trying to improve or just want to learn more about skincare or beauty in general. Something that I've learned that I had no clue about before listening to Beauty IQ is sebum. Okay, in layman's terms, please. Yeah, like, okay, semen is... Semen? Sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe cut that out. No, I want to keep it. (laughs) No! <laughs> sebum is an oily waxy substance that your body produces particularly from your facial glands it's something that i'm prone to a lot of being an oily combination skin type which has always been really frustrating because i have a shiny face at the end of the day or night and like i don't know well i didn't know how it was happening and how to avoid it but anyway i am not the expert they are so go check out their content and you are up tessa Okay, so my recommendation this week is a super easy Netflix watch. Yes, I'm taking a leaf out of your book with the Netflix recommendation. Nice. Um, I feel like I'm so behind with this recommendation, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's Shit's Creek. Have you seen it? Oh, I've tried. This is another series like Grey's Anatomy, which I've been recommended by so many people, but I just can't commit because it's so much screen time for one series. Like, there's so many semen. There's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay I just massively eye rolled no one could see that but it's not at all as big of a commitment as Grey's Anatomy there are only six seasons compared to Grey's Anatomy's like 20 and each season is only 12 to 13 episodes of 20 minutes yeah. that's nothing you can speed through it so quickly not that sure is not that. a comparison at all um <laughs> you're just not accepting no, I, I reject <laughs> your point um but yeah it's been around for ages and just recently won a bunch of awards at the emmys in 2020 and so i feel like it's just been thrown into the spotlight i'm watching it with jj at the moment and we're just like loving it i just cannot get enough of it where are you up to just the start of season four Mm. Yeah, but I think the reason I'm so obsessed Seems with... Seems about right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because that's when everyone says that it gets funny. And... No, okay. I, I Okay, I've heard that as well, that you have to like stick out the first three th- seasons yeah. and then it starts getting good. But I didn't have any issues with the first three seasons mm, at all. Interesting. Like the first few eps were probably a little, like maybe a little bit like that, but that's just because of like the nature of it. But I became attached to the characters like really quickly. So, it's so again, funny. I refuse that. that <laughs> I'm point. being so sassy, and I feel like uh, there's no reason for me to be hating on Shit's Creek. <laughs> it's just because you like rejected my excuse, and now I'm like throwing sass. <laughs> well, anyway, I was going to say that I think the reason I'm so obsessed with this series is because the episodes are so short, and so mm. that I can get it, get through it quickly, which makes me weirdly feel like I've accomplished something. Hmm. and um I definitely haven't I've just been sitting on Netflix but that's fine um it's yeah hilarious feel good and just an easy watch like I feel like while we've been getting back into the swing of like the work grind and like everything that's going on in the world my brain capacity is particularly low and I just need something short sharp and entertaining that keeps me going I also really rate that it's um, a father and son duo who make it and like also act in the show. And so it's just like a big family affair. Like I think the sister's in it as well. Like, have I convinced you? No. (laughs) Well, I haven't convinced you with Grey's Anatomy either. And that was your homework. Keep trying. (laughs) I'm a rebel. What can I say? Don't do my homework. 
for listening to another episode of Blooming. We hope you enjoyed our chat with Gabby just as much as we did. And if there's someone else you'd love us to interview, please send them our way. If you're enjoying Blooming, please let us know by hitting the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. Um, I can't believe how many of you guys listen to us on Spotify. I thought Apple Podcasts was where it's at, but apparently not. Yeah, me too. I'm quite surprised by that. Um, but while you're there, feel free to leave us a rating or review. We are so grateful for the feedback. And please come be our friends on Instagram. It's at blooming.podcast. We can't guarantee a follow back, but we can guarantee some oh, dumbass content. <laughs> and remember to DM us. We will reply to that. Um, we want to hear from you guys on your thoughts of this episode and what topics you'd like us to talk about in the year to come. And send in your wins and fails. I feel like a nagging mother saying that every week. <laughs> we are nagging you until we get them, okay? <laughs> Chat next week. Bye. We're like the people that sit on the same side of the bench at a restaurant. Restaurant went on the first date and you think it's so weird. Because otherwise I feel like I'm not looking at you. You don't even look at me. I'm not that pretty. (laughs) Psych. Okay.